Episode 45 with Teresa Pearlberg's Felting Course. The Online Course Guy Podcast. Regular people are taking their knowledge and content and packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. Didn't you take some kind of course that covered this stuff? Check it out. It's a good course. It's a good class. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Here's the Online Course Guy. Jacques Hopkins. Hey, what's up, everybody? Jacques Hopkins here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Course Guy podcast, coming at you once again with another awesome interview with somebody that is just crazy successful with online courses. And once again, at something you may not have thought there'd be even be an online course about, and that is something called Needlepoint Felting. The interview today was with Teresa Pearlberg, who is doing this this niche, this topic. And I'm going to do my very best to explain what it is, but I'm probably going to butcher it. But what she does is she makes these little figurines out of wool and she actually gets the wool from her very own sheep. Not that that has to be part of the process, but basically she makes these little figurines. She makes animals and snowmen and it's just so cool. I watched several of her videos making these things. It's unbelievable. She's got like a this needle in her hand that is her tool for making these these figurines. And there was such a demand that she created a course on how to do this. And she's she's doing really, really well. And my favorite thing from this interview was when Teresa was talking about when she first launched her course and that it was actually easy. Because what I hear more often than not was that when you first go live with your course, you don't make many sales. You had higher expectations and they just didn't live, live up to it. So let me play this little clip from you from Teresa. And after I'll explain why I think it was so easy for her. Um, I think it's about 5,000 on my email list. And so, yeah, it was it was pretty easy to to get them to to join. All right. So I think the main takeaway here is that you really, really need to own your niche. You just need to be so passionate about whatever it is that you're trying to teach other people. Do the thing yourself. Teach other people in person. If you do all those things before making your online course, then it could actually be easy for you. Teresa's been doing these things. She's been raising these sheep. She's been getting the wool. She's been doing the felting herself for so long. She's been teaching people. She's built up such a passionate audience that it was just a no-brainer for her to put together an online course. And she knew that once she launched, people would want it. And they absolutely did. So that was my favorite thing, just because her answer really caught me off guard to that question about her first launch. I just appreciated so much her just confidence based on knowing her niche so well. So we'll get into the full interview here very shortly. But before we do, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today's podcast, and that is Bonjoro. Bonjoro makes it very, very easy to send a quick thank you video to your customers when they purchase your online course. I do this every single day. For the people that bought my piano course the day before, I log into Bonjoro. The tasks are right there waiting for me for who bought my course. I just click on it, click record, record like a 30-second video thanking the person by name for buying my course, telling them that I'm here for them and I'm so grateful for them and that I'm excited for them to take the course and learn piano. And if you have an online course, you should be doing the same. You can get started with the 14-day free trial at bonjoro.com slash Jacques. That's bonjoro.com slash J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. All right, let's get on to the full interview with Teresa Perlberg. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. 
Yeah, absolutely. So when did you, when did you start Needlefeld Academy? Um, in April of 2017. Wow. So it's pretty, pretty stinking new then, huh? It is. Yeah. So what, what has your business been up until the point of creating your online course? Well, it started in 2008 and I just started selling, um, on Etsy. I sold my art and, um, after people saw my art and liked it and they wanted to know how I did it. So, and then I started teaching classes locally and then I developed needle felting kits where I, I, um, have everything in there that you need and then instructions, um, with pictures and, um, I've been selling, I, I have about 13 beginner needle felting kits right now. And that's what I was selling mostly up until I, I started the Academy. Well, right before we got on, I just watched an entire video of you making a, a, a camel. So I'm, I'm starting to get familiar with what needle felting is. But for those, those people listening, can you explain what it is? Sure. You start out with just uh, roving as uh, wool. Uh, wool is really the only thing that works very well for felting. And um, you just start out with the wool roving and you just ball it up. And there's a needle with little barbs in it. And these, these barbs pull, when you poke the needle in, they pull the wool into itself and they just keep pulling it in and packing it together. And wool has uh, little scales naturally all over it. So it locks together. And so the more you stab it, the, the harder it gets. So. so you've been doing this since 2008, but you didn't, yeah. you didn't um, get the idea for your online course until 2017. So why so long? And then what made you finally get the, the idea to go ahead and make an online course? Well, I actually started one online course, I think it was 2015, um, that I had. And, and then just didn't start the academy until 2017. But what got me started was all these people that were purchasing my, my beginner kits. They wanted a, more. They always wanted, um, you know, like more advanced um, and so it was hard to put the advanced into a written form. Um, it would have been a book. <laughs> so then I thought, well, and then they, they really liked video as well. They kept asking if I had video tutorials. And so that's where I came up with the, the course, uh, which makes it easier for them to, to follow along than just pictures. So basically you had paying customers already that were asking you to make a course. That's right. That's like everybody's dream because you know that you're going to sell it once you actually make it. Yeah, I was pretty confident, so that was good. Okay, yeah. so what did that what did that process look like for you to actually create the Needle Felt Academy once you got the idea to when it was available? Yeah, well, I have a, a web developer, so she would she did a lot of the the back end things. Um, we set up Learn Dash in my on my site, and. Um, just basically figuring out all the videoing and um, getting in front of the camera and, you know, getting good video, I guess, and, and just setting it up and putting it into the course online. So is your course like a a step-by-step A to Z process or is it more like project-based? Like here's how to make a camel, here's how to make a snowman and so on. It's more project-based. So yeah, yeah, I have, you know, they're following along as I'm making like a camel. And, you know, I'm telling them everything as I'm doing it. Of course, I speed it up because needle felting is a really slow process. So um, otherwise it would be, it would take forever. 
so yeah, I, I just walk them through the whole, the whole process and, and then they learn all my, my techniques that way. Are you constantly adding more to the inside of the course? I am. Yes. How often are you doing that? I'm trying to do it at least once or twice a month. Okay. So whenever you first made the course available last year, what did that process look like? Did you have a big email list that you were able to email out to everybody? Yes. Yeah. I have, um, I think it's about 5,000 on my email list. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty easy to, to get them to, to join. Um, I started out with a beta, a group. So some of the, I had that one course available before. And so all the members, all the people that took that course, I gave, I offered them the beta, a lower price to get in to this academy. And then they were able to help me, you know, how to build it. I mean, how to make it better. So, so you just said something that doesn't come up very often. What you said was, it was easy to get them to join. <laughs> what I hear more often than that is, I, yeah, I built this course, but not many people bought it. You know, maybe maybe a lot of people clicked on it and visited it, but it was hard to get people to actually click buy. So what's your secret? Well, I think, you know, I'd been selling these things for 10 years, um, the kits, and I'd been putting things out there on social media. So a lot of them had tried, had tried my kits and had either met me in person. I do a lot of shows and... Um, they were ready. They were asking for it. And yeah, so that was, that was wonderful. So you're already, you're already very, very established in the industry. And like we talked about earlier, they were asking for this course. Yeah. So you're kind of a big deal. And that's, that's kind of the secret is to, to really establish yourself and be an expert in your particular niche and industry. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. I write blog articles and, and, you know, give out tips and things where, um, and mostly Pinterest brings those, those people in to read my articles. And um, yeah, I guess they've learned a lot from me through those articles as well. So they were ready. Awesome. So what about pricing your course? What, what does it cost? And how did you get to that pricing? Uh, I caught, right now, it costs $29.99 per month, or it's $299 annual. And I'd started out lower. I started out, I think, at 25 or no, I think it was 20 and, um, yeah, I don't actually just raising my prices is what got me more members. <laughs> so I would just, um, say I'm raising my prices. I did. I have done this twice. Um, I did it for the monthly and then I did it for the annual. So the first time I did it for the monthly and I gained, um, I think it was 70 members <laughs> just by saying that I'm going to um, raise the price. So they jumped on the on there and, and joined before I raised the price. And then they're guaranteed to stay at that price, you know, for as long as they're members. And when you say that you're telling them about a price raise, the price raise, this is an email blast to your email list or is it more to it than that? Yeah, it's an email blast. Plus it's um, on, on Facebook, on, you know, all the social media that I'm on. And how many, so it's been a little over a year. Uh, care to say how many like active users you currently have? I have 167 members right now. Okay. That's interesting because those people are all paying a monthly fee. 
a lot of people end up going with a, a one-time payment model for their courses. That's how mm-hmm. I, I do things. That's how a lot of people do things. And I'm fascinated by the monthly membership. I think it works really well when you're actively adding new content and especially when you have project-based things like you have. So I think your model works extremely well, obviously. Um, so what are your thoughts on the monthly mo- monthly membership model? And have you ever considered doing like a one-time payment for the academy? Um, well, the, the first course that I did was just one course. And yeah, I did the, the one-time payment. And um, I started the membership just because they, they, they kept wanting more. <laughs> and I also um, like the community part because I have a forum in, in the academy where we can talk to each other and get to know each other. And I was hearing a lot from people that they didn't know anybody that did this needle felting or there wasn't classes uh, around them and they wanted to um, find out where they were getting their wool. And um, so the community was a big part. And then just the ability, I mean, the ability to have access to all the courses. So if you're a beginner or advanced, and then you can just move on through all of them. And, and make all of the projects. How long do typically uh, people typically stick around before they cancel? Um, well, I've ha- I have annual members and um, my year um, was in April and have had several renew there. And um, monthly, you know, that just depends. There's, there's some that, that are only there for a month, but most of them I would say are... Uh, at least five months, six months. So you have a lot of different income streams within your business, the course just being one of them. You mentioned the kits and other things. So is is the course like the top revenue generator for your business or is it something else? Um, I'd say it's right now it's, yeah, it would be the, the monthly memberships are the, the top and then would be my kits. And then I also have developed a, a needle felting work surface that I'm selling as well. So awesome! How, how much time would you say per week you're, you're are you working on your business? Every day, I don't know. It seems like continually. <laughs> yes, um, I don't know the hours. I, I start in the morning and I work on it till night. So yeah, I enjoy what I do. So. <laughs> no, that's that's very clear, Teresa. <laughs> what yeah. are you struggling with at the moment? I'm I'm mostly struggling with technical issues on my website. It seems like you know, as the more it grows, um, the more problems <laughs> that you have. Um, it's it's slowed down. We moved it to a new server, and uh, thankfully, I have a webmaster who's looking into it. But it seems like there's seems to be continual little things here and there <laughs> that we're always working on, which I wish could be just perfect. <laughs> That's so the answer I get most often when I ask somebody like yourself, what are they struggling with is more traffic, uh, more people, you know, more, I get my message out in front of more people and yours is oh, technical issues. It's sound, you sound confident. You have, you just have this confidence about you and your business, um, that it's, that's exactly what you wanted. That's exactly where you want to be. Like, do you, I mean, do you have any regrets? Is there anything you would have done differently? Um, I'm pretty happy with the way. I mean, it grew kind of slowly. Um, I never invested so you know too much money into it. It just kind of grew as I made the money, which I guess um, was quite perfect. And I had young children and was homeschooling, and so it all just growing slowly like that was was really good for me. I guess if I were to change anything, I you know lately the past past few years, 
I've really invested more into my business and, you know, uh, been involved in masterminds and things and just networking with others on, on the different things that are available and just finding out about those things. I would have probably started that sooner. Okay. So what kind of, uh, what kind of things, like what kind of masterminds are they specific to your industry or are they more about online business? They're, yeah, they're more online business and like membership sites. So do you care to give any examples? Um, I'm a member of the flip your life community and, um, I mean, that's the main one. And then I have, we have started masterminds within that. (laughs) So, yeah. So what is your, what are your main traffic sources? Um, my, probably Pinterest would be my main, uh, just because I've been pinning pictures like crazy for 10 years. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then Facebook. Has Pinterest really been around that long? Well, I probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was excited to ask you that question because I was looking at some some analytics type stuff and it looks like you have an amazing just Google organic search presence. And so I was expecting you to absolutely say Google search, but you said Pinterest. So you must be just getting an insane amount of traffic from all kinds of places. Yes. Yeah. Pinterest is definitely, um, yeah, most of it. Um but yeah, I do get a lot of from the the Google search. But yeah, the I just the pictures and the people I think that are interested in needle felting are on on Pinterest, um, looking for examples and and pictures there and and things. So yeah. Do you have a particular Pinterest strategy that you follow that you recommend other people follow to get traffic like you're getting? Well, I I've pinned a lot, and uh, good pictures I guess are, um, and then they're cute, you know, the, the animals that I make and things. So that's very helpful. That catches people's eyes. And, um, um, lately I have taken a course and, um, I've, I've joined the tailwind so that I'm, I'm pinning even more. So now what about SEO? Because like I said, from what I saw, you have a really good presence. Is that just by being around a long time and doing good work? Or do you have any particular strategies there? So for example, I just searched for felting and you came up first. Yes. Uh, oh, I've been working on that for, for many years. So yeah. Um, well, I have Yoast that's helping me on my website to know that I'm doing it right. And I'm just working really hard and, and looking at what people are searching for and making sure I'm, I'm writing blog articles on what they're looking for. And yeah, that's mainly it. Did you ever, ever have a, a traditional job or have you always just kind of done this? Uh, well, I went, I, well, before I was married, I had a, I worked in the national park. Um, but uh, we always knew we wanted me to be home with the kids. So we, um, we made sure that, that I could do that. And I homeschooled them. And, um, that has been most of my, my life up to this point is homeschooling. So. All right. So for somebody that has a, that's passionate about a hobby like you are and is interested in turning that into an online course and maybe even making that their quote unquote job, what advice do you have for somebody like that? Oh, I would say, to to just get around other people that are doing that and and learn from them and not just one person but get get many ideas from other people and um, I mean just learn that all that's available before you jump in and and try something and 
and then just know that it's going to grow and to plan ahead for that. Excellent. Well, look, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Teresa. To wrap this up, why don't you just uh, let me know if there's anything else you want to share with the audience and where they can find you online. Uh, you can find me at bearcreekfelting.com on Instagram on Prairie Shepherd. Um, and Twitter and Prairie Shepherd, Bear Creek Felting on Facebook. So, and, and the Prairie Shepherd comes, we raise our own sheep. So that's where all the wool comes from and all the wool that goes into my kits and supplies. So That's awesome. So good to talk to you, Teresa. Take care. Yeah, you too. Thank you. All right, that is going to officially do it for this episode. You can find all the detailed show notes at theonlinecourseguy.com slash 45. Once again, thank you to our sponsor of the day, Bonjoro. Definitely check them out and get a 14-day free trial at bonjoro.com slash Jacques. And if you are interested in making, building your own online course, hopefully very profitable online course, or you have an online course already and it just has not reached your goals yet, I have a free online workshop where I show you all the keys to having a wildly profitable online course. You can attend that for free by going to theonlinecourseguy.com. And stay tuned for our next episode, episode 46, where I chatted with Mira Reisberg, and she has courses on writing and illustrating children's books.